Welcome back to The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Network. Several important branches of research in the United States rely on isotopes, radioactive materials that can be in short supply. The Energy Department considers them strategically important. So to boost U.S. isotope production, DOE will make $16 million worth of grants to advance R&D for domestic isotope production. Here with what's going on and why it matters, the Director of Energy's Office of Science, Dr. Chris Fall. Dr. Fall, good to have you on. Thanks, Tom. Good morning. Tell us what isotopes exactly are. I think people have a general idea and why they're important to various branches of research. Sure. Thanks for having us, uh, Department of Energy. Uh, so everyone probably growing up in school has seen the periodic table of elements. And isotopes are variations on each of those elements. They may have more neutrons and therefore slight differences in stability. And we call those isotopes of the elements. And those are really important for a number of things. You mentioned research. And certainly, they're used in biomedical laboratories all the time for research. They're also used for industrial research. They're used as tracers. They're used for imaging. But they're also really important because they're used for medical treatment as well. And they are in short supply. These are things that you don't dig out of the ground. Are they made in a factory? Or how do isotopes come into being? Well, that's a great question. They're generally made in reactors or in accelerators. They're byproducts uh, originally of, they do exist in nature as well, but when we want to concentrate them, we isolate them from nuclear fuels or we shoot targets with accelerators and produce them that way. And some of them are in very short supply. So let me just contrast two things. There's a huge actual industrial market for isotopes around the world. About $6 billion on the biomedical side, and you could double that if you think about all the industrial uses. And so there are an awful lot of isotopes out in the world being produced by commercial manufacturers. But there are a lot of isotopes for which there really isn't a viable market, and some of them are very important. And those are the ones that the DOE steps in in this country to produce and to refine for research and for other uses. In other words, they don't have a commercial market, but nevertheless, they're vital for these niche markets. That's right. They could be vital. Well, we do a number of things with them. We, you know, we do research for sure. We use special isotopes as well ourselves. One great example is deep space probes. They use an isotope to generate electricity way out in space where the sun doesn't shine and so solar panels don't work. That's an example of an isotope that the Department of Energy produces for NASA and there are others. And tell us about the grant program then. You're going to offer $16 million in new funding to advance research and development for isotope production. That implies that we need more isotope production in the United States. Well, we do need new isotope production and we need uh, new ways of using isotopes. And so our program does three things. It does produce, as I mentioned, a number of isotopes. We also maintain the critical infrastructure necessary to do that so that we aren't dependent on foreign sources. So if we choose to, we could make all of the isotopes we need in this country. And then there's also the research, producing new isotopes, new ways of using existing isotopes, and also developing the workforce. It's a very, as you can imagine, specialized world of radiochemists and physicists and engineers who understand and love this technology and want to work on it. And so part of our job through stimulating and funding research is also to train the next generation 
of people able to work in this field and to produce isotopes. We're speaking with Dr. Chris Fall. He's director of the Office of Science at the Energy Department. Is this something in which the United States is in competition with, say, China? And I think to make the analogy of, say, batteries, where a lot of the raw materials for electric car batteries and so forth are difficult to source in the United States, and so therefore we're dependent on places like China. Is that the case for isotopes? Well, yes. I don't want to rule them out, but historically been much more of a competitor with Russia. But China also has a substantial nuclear infrastructure. Again, not all of them are radioactive, but many of these isotopes are derived from the nuclear industry or from nuclear weapons work, sort of refined from those materials. And so China can produce them as well. Our real competition lately has been Russia. Got it. So these grants then are open for application. What types of organizations do you expect to apply for them? Well, typically these would be research universities. And we've talked about the fact that the Department of Energy makes a lot of these isotopes. In many cases, we make them in partnership with research universities. So the research universities might do the irradiation. We would collect the materials to refine them. So it's a partnership with the academic community as well. And of course, they then use the isotopes for their research programs as well. I mean, is the resulting product something you can fit in a medicine jar? Does it take a semi-trailer? I mean, what, what comes out of these types of production facilities? Isotopes come in very small, powerful packages. <laughs> yeah, that they're, uh, some of them are highly radioactive. But uh, yeah, I generally think uh, very small, very special uh, amounts of material. Um, so something that you would deliver in a lead box the size of a lunchbox, maybe? Uh, that's right. And what kind of capital equipment does it take? Because I think of, say, like an accelerator, and those are billion-dollar things that occupy hundreds of acres underground. We're not talking about that type of uh, facility, are we? Well, accelerators is one way to do it. There are three ways to get these. One is reactors, one is accelerators, and the other is to refine these isotopes out of existing stockpiles of nuclear material, say, leftover from the Cold War. We don't envision with the $16 million grant program, it's not about investing necessarily in infrastructure at universities. It's much more funding teams of scientists to use existing infrastructure to use the isotopes infrastructure that we already have in place. So it sounds like there are some big challenges or grand challenges as we go forward in isotopes. Maybe you could describe what they basically are. I think the, you know, I'd say challenges and opportunities that, you know, every day we're developing new uses for these isotopes, particularly excited about new alpha emitters that we can use for cancer treatment, for example. I would say the challenges, the enduring challenge is to reduce dependence on foreign sources, obviously. And part of the issue, as I said, a lot of these isotopes are derived from stockpiles of nuclear materials that came out of the Cold War. And we stopped doing that work at scale in about 1998, particularly our stockpiles of heavy, stable isotopes are dwindling. And so we're busy trying to find new ways to make those, to isolate those, etc. So there's a little bit of a time pressure here as those particular elements or those isotopes decay from when they were first produced? Sure. Well, we have stable isotopes and, and then isotopes that decay, but they're all special. And uh, yes, there is time pressure. The radioactive isotopes do decay, some more quickly than others. And it looks like final applications for this particular program are due June 15th. 
That's right, Tom. And that's, uh, you know, generally a, a standard application process. People put in applications, they're reviewed and vetted, and then the awards will come out six to eight months later. Dr. Chris Fall is director of the Office of Science at the Energy Department. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Tom. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Still to come on Federal News Network, House Democrats' wish list bill includes goodies for federal employees and contractors. This is the Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Network. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, Think twice before sending money through an app or online.